I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Donner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. I've been thinking about this year, 2020, as we approach the end of the first month of 2021. Last year, at this time, we had no idea how much the world would change for every single living human being on this planet. We looked at life in almost an entirely different way than we do now. Well, at least I can say I do. It made me think of the metaphor about the rearview mirror. There's a reason the windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror. Where you're going is so much better than where you've been. Spending almost a year in quarantine sure puts many of life's mundane activities or responsibilities into a whole new light. I know for sure each one of us in our family has seen a shift in our priorities. What if we really realized what really matters at the end of the day? And what we did was we realized how important we did was love. Did we love enough? And how important living in the present moment is even more. To look back on that day in March where they were saying we might have to stay home for two weeks seemed like a scene out of a movie. Then I went to the store and it really looked like a scene from a reality show or maybe even better that show punked. I thought everyone was overreacting. Almost all the food on the shelves were gone. The lines went down every aisle as everyone was looking at each other like, is this real? What is going on? Or just following the crowd, not really knowing why, just doing what everyone else was because they thought they knew something we didn't. It went from two weeks to now over 10 months. A shift in humanity occurred, to say the least, and one in my mind was needed for this earth to reset and adjust to higher consciousness thinking and expand to a new level of being. Knowing what I know now, I know I would have never complained about the little things that maybe seemed a lot at the time, but now we would give anything to do again. My point in starting this episode off like this is I hope everyone has had the chance over the past 10 months to look inward, see where they want to grow and expand this year. Look at your core values and reevaluate them and see if there are new ones. It's just, you know, before, because this reset, this 2020 has given us, I just think to look inward right now is so important. I also hope that you can look back at 2020, even through the bad, the illnesses, or even the death of a loved one, and say, I know now I am not in control of what goes on around me, but I am in control of the meaning I give it and how I react to it. We can make any situation in life we go through a good or bad experience, we decide. That's how powerful we are. Everything is happening for you, not to you. 
And there are no coincidences, just synchronicities that God and the universe and you are co-creating to help us all grow and expand and use this time we have here on earth to give love and make a difference and live with a sense of passion and a knowing that we chose this time to be here. And why not do something to take your soul to another level of growth? I feel so deeply grateful for this podcast. I said yes to it just two days before our country went into lockdown. I listened to God's whisper, who is always talking to us. We just need to make sure we don't ignore those signs and act on them because we can do anything, especially when you know your why. I knew my why, but really now I really know my why even more, 42 episodes later. What an incredible journey this past year has been for me. If I can give you one takeaway from this year, it would be listen to those whispers, take the action, don't question it, and know there are no accidents and that everyone has a purpose here on earth. And now in my 50s, I found my passion and purpose. And if I ignored that whisper, I would still be sitting here wondering, what if? Life is too short to say those two words, what if? So just go do it. Don't let the fear stop you. God will lead you the way. That is why we are here. Now on to today's episode. My guest today is Karen Rizzo. I met her by listening to her podcast, Lights Up. She shines so bright in her life by leading people to see their magic and how angels are always around us and we are always supported and loved. Karen reminds us that we are never alone. We are all one, divinely guided and loved. She will give you hope and light the light within you. We will talk about some of my favorite topics, the law of attraction, manifesting, and so, so much more. She is the author of three books and is a medium and an intuitive. She's a speaker, and I cannot wait for you to get to know her. She's amazing. You are going to love this conversation and Karen's beautiful energy and light. So without further ado, please welcome Karen to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Gina. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. I, you know, I've been listening to your podcast, getting to know you. Thank you. And you're basically, you speak my language, like I said, and to find somebody that sees the light in the world right now, especially, and that, you know, that when you, you know, all the, the tools that even law of attraction has that if people learn that during this time, especially, you know, could take their life to the next level. And I'm so about that right now, especially having this podcast and having this opportunity to share with people that everyone has magic and to look at life with that feeling of, you know, we can be, do, or have anything, you know, be happy. And that's pretty much it. (laughs) So absolutely. Right. So I want to, everything, we all have magic and everything we have is right inside of us and it's closer than you think. Yes. Some people think, oh, it's so deep, it's so dark, I don't know, I don't know. It's so, it's pretty much at the surface, just waiting for you to scratch it and, yeah. and let the light out. Yes, and you know how to do that. And I yeah. love Lights Up because I love that it fits your personality for sure. But Thank my you. going before we go, get into, I want to ask you all the, the these tools that you use and teach but mm-hmm. to explain how you kind of got to where you are today, I would love, I love the story of when you were 
when you're when you discovered your magic take well you can start wherever you want but go back to what okay. you where you think that you discovered yeah, that I I I know it sounds corny but I believe it happened when I was really little as so many said you know when I was about five five and a half years old my mother passed away and she was very young it was 1965 she was oh I think 28 you know oh, it was wow. one of those quick, you know, cancer, whatever. But my dad remarried and about the age of seven, my dad began abusing me. Hmm. He began uh, sexually abusing me. And as a little girl, I, I was born and raised Catholic, but I wasn't, I knew about prayer. I knew about God. So when, I'm not going to go into any details, no need for details, but what I will say is, when I was, I knew that I wasn't alone. And I knew that my prayers were right there with me. My strength was right there with me. My angels were right there with me. My mom was right there with me. And so I was, a, I'm Italian and I'm a little fighter. And so I was fighting, you know, at seven, at eight, at nine, at 10 or whatever. And so, but at the same time, I prayed through it. And again, I was born and raised Catholic, but I had a, funky relationship with the Catholic religion, but I believed in God and I believed in angels. And so I just dug deep and I took my sword out and I believed that God gave me the strength to fight. And then I, I knew that I would hear things and I could see things. I fought a lot with God. I believed in God. So I fought with him, of course. And I said, you know, what the heck are you, what are you thinking? You know, you, you take my mom and you leave him and what in the heck? Right. And oh. so I, you know, I was, I remember being, pretty young and I was sitting on the bathroom floor literally this is a true story sitting on the bathroom floor and I could see God to uh, right across from me God to the left and my mother to the right and I was just having a talk with them and I was like all right you two what in the hoo-ha were you thinking how could you leave me with this and God said well I'm not leaving you and I said, oh, hell, you're not leaving me. You're not leaving me. Thanks, because you're not going anywhere. You're going to stay right here with me. And that's what I always took with me. Hmm. I did fight my dad, and I fought the shame, you know, and I developed an eating disorder from it. And, hmm. of course, this was way back in the, the golden days. I mean, I'm, you know, 61. And so this, this was young. I, this was the days there was no one to talk to. There was no Oprah. There was no hotlines. You could not, this was family secrets. This was stuff no one talked about. And I wasn't about to go down without a fight. And so I did, but I knew I always had angels with me. And then I would hear my name being called and not spooky. I would just hear Karen, and I would feel somebody touching me on my shoulder. I like put their hand on my shoulder and I would turn around and nobody would be there. But I knew it was my mother. And my, I had a stepmother, a wonderful stepmother. And I would say, mom, are you calling me? And she'd say, for the hundredth time, I'm not calling you. Why are you asking me that? But I knew that I was being visited by angels. I always saw them at the foot of my bed. I, they were always around me. Hmm. So... I was never alone. And that's when I knew no matter what I go through at 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, I don't care. I was never going to walk by myself. I always had. And people used to say to me, oh, you poor thing. Of course, nobody knew. But everybody kind of felt sorry because they knew my dad was, you know, old-fashioned and strict and a little, it was an alcoholic. So we, we had a lot of issues. But they would say, oh, you poor thing, you know. Huh. 
you lost your mom. And I'd be like, don't, I'm that poor thing. I've got my mom with me. I've got angels with me. And I think at that time, people, everybody was kind of religious at that time. And everybody loved angels. And, you know, everybody wants to hear angel stories. And everybody always wanted to believe in angels. But I knew that I had the, I had the real deal with me. And I was huh. never alone, ever. Oh, I love that. So you were raised with your dad, but he had remarried. And so she was sweet. You really loved her. So you were, she kind of supported loved you. Loved her. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Yeah. And I had told her later on, maybe in my late, maybe in my early teens, I told her and, you know, she was afraid because, you know, my father would tell her, you know, I don't need you here. She could take care of the house and she could take care of the the other kids too. So she stayed there to, you know, keep kind of keep peace. And I would tell her, she used to say, she's passed now as well. So I I know I could tell these stories, but she used to say, we should poison him. We should poison his alcohol. We should. Oh and gosh. I said, Matt, you're not going to poison him. He'll go to jail. I said, I got this. I got this, Ma. Like, don't worry about it. I got it. So I knew that I was the only one who was going to be able to fight him. And the only, in, 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 you know, of course, keeping it a secret as well, that I had everything I needed. I had all the armor. I had the artillery. I had everything I needed to fight this. And then once I left home, I took that with me in my life. And I thought, man, if I could get through that, what the heck? Let's, all right, let's, what yes. else you got? What else? is the world going to throw at me because I don't think you know who I am. I've got this armor and this artillery. Oh, that is so powerful. Yes. And I think of, you know, I have two girls, I have two daughters, you know, 12 and 14. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to think of that age and have gone through that, but to have the knowing in your mind and that to give that, keep that strength going to keep your, you know, to keep you on track and live, you know, live, the, live your life without having that completely and destroy you, which people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it messed me up in other ways that people wouldn't say I had, I had, I was, I was very loving and I knew how to love and I knew how to be loved. You know, I felt that I did. I was a good friend. I was fun at school. Like everybody knew me. I was, a, I, but I didn't join a lot of extracurricular. Like I had a, almost the feeling of unworthiness. I didn't have confidence issues, but I felt like I wasn't worthy of love. I knew how to love, but I didn't feel like I was worthy of being loved you know mm-hmm. like abuse takes stuff from you it, it, right, for it sure. takes stuff from you it, it takes your self-worth away and so I struggled right. with body image of course because I always I never wanted to be attractive to my dad you know what I mean I oh, so right. I didn't wear makeup and oh, I oh. I didn't want to you know I covered myself up a lot so hmm. as a young girl, I had all these desires that I wanted to be as a woman. You know, it's growing up, I wanted to buy nice clothes. And you know, sometimes I would wear something baggy to school and then I'd go to school and I would, you know, unzip the jacket and I would just be a regular girl. Oh, so funny. I was hiding a lot, you know, huh. and, and nobody knew because I'm not even my best friend who I'm still best friends with today. We've been best friends since we were five. Hi, Marianne. (laughs) But she didn't even know because it was secrets. I mean, nobody was equipped to handle those. Right. And you ended up getting married because I know you have children. And how did that? Yes, I do. With three children. Three children. Well, I got married. Of course, I married the first guy who, you know, who 
I didn't, I, I dated, but I did, I dated like, yeah, I, I dated behind my dad's back. So I didn't want to bring anybody home ever because, you know, it wasn't worth it. He would, it was a lot of drama. So, you know, I married somebody who, you know, was nice and, you know, I, I don't want to say anything negative, but, you know, probably not my best choice, but you know what? He was good and he didn't run from my dad. And I thought, well, like, you know, wow, he's not afraid of my dad like everybody else. So we, we got married and I didn't expect a lot from the marriage because I was taught that I wasn't deserving of it. So I didn't hmm. expect a lot. I, you know, it was okay. Right. No, you can go out with your friends. Like I didn't expect a lot. Although I knew I hmm. wanted something different, I didn't expect right. a lot. Uh-huh. And then, you know, had three wonderful children and, you know, still had those feelings of wanting more, but not feeling like I deserved more. So it did mess with my marriage and got divorced. And I think I closed that veil that, you know, my conversations with the angels had stopped because I was going through oh. so much. So I closed it for a, a long mm-hmm. time. They were there, yes. but, you know, you yes. close it up and it's not like they weren't talking to me. I just kind of, I closed them off right. and then I got divorced and then raised the kids, was raising the kids by myself. Mm-hmm. My father had taken his life by this time. He oh, had, wow. He did? Huh. He did. Yeah, he did. And, you know, my stepmom had passed. I was raising the kids, you know, by myself and my oldest started having some issues with alcohol and, you know, drugs, you know, like a lot of kids do. And I didn't know how to handle it. So I fell apart Hmm. and literally got on my hands and knees and begged for help. And they all came back. Literally. They were like, well, we've been here, but, but welcome back. They didn't come back. I came back and they were like, welcome back. We've been here. And so once I I asked, right, it's ask, believe, receive. Once I asked for help, they were like, there you go, little girl, here we are. And then it started up again, like overwhelmingly strong and fast and everything started happening really fast. Wrote my first book, moved to Florida, wrote my second book, you know, like everything happened really fast. I I wrote three books in like, I don't know, six years. I don't know, really fast. Is it coming from your angels or is, are you just that good? You're talented at writing. Do you channel the books? (laughs) You what? It's coming from them. Because really when I write, when I finish a, not just when I finish a chapter and I read through it, I'm like, who wrote that? So it's really them who does it. They're the inspiration. They just tell me what to do. Sit down, you know, let's go, let's get started. And, and they'll tell me what to do. Hmm. Do you, when you have sessions with your clients, do the angels come there? Do you see the yes, angels absolutely. that are around yeah. so, them? So they're angels, they're spirit guides, they're crossed over, either they're crossed over loved ones or earthbound souls. Who's ever, whoever is, is, wants to come forward will come forward. You know, I think sometimes people have a, you know, they see, they see mediums on TV and they think, well, this is what I, this is what I'd like. And I go, well, that's TV. Like, you know, we don't know who's going to come through. A lot of times it's just your spirit guides, just angels. I mean, not just, believe me, I don't mean just, but I think sometimes they don't realize the power of a spirit guide, the power of angels. Like your crossed over loved ones are wonderful and they can absolutely be spirit guides. Absolutely. But what they have to offer is wonderful. It's love. It's everything, right? They're mm-hmm. so proud. And all that. But 
if you would ask your loved ones to step aside a little bit, your angels can get through, your other spirit guides can get through, and there's so much more they can give you. So uh-huh. I try to tell my clients uh-huh. to keep an open mind, uh-huh. you know, and just don't worry about your mom coming through, your grandpa coming through, you know, keep an open mind because there's so many others out there that are available to us. There's so much help out there. Yes. I, you know, I've had readings before where they're like, oh, you're so supported. You have so much support. There's so many, you know, around you. Does your dad ever come to you? Oh, yes. Well, he would come to me for years. So he passed in 1986. I was married and he was coming to me all the time in my dreams. And I would scream in my dreams and I would yell at him. What are you doing? He would come all the time. But when he came, he was always coming in peace. He was sober. He was my dad, you know, but I wanted no part of him. And he would come in peace and come real calm. And I would say, get out of here. Get out of here. You're dead. I would always tell him, you're dead. Get out of here. And so he would leave quietly. And that went on for years. And I would see his face everywhere I'd go. You know, like in the movies where you see the person that you fear, you know, you see their face and like the waitress or the bus driver like I would see my huh. father's face everywhere I would be stopped at huh. a stop sign or a stoplight and I would look in the rear view mirror and I would see my father's face at the steering wheel behind me I'm not even kidding you he oh, was, wow. it was like he was trying to get through to me to apologize all for years and so in my hmm. first book I talk about how it actually happened how he got through to me huh. it's a true amazing story but all these things were happening in my house within a 30 days interval like one thing after another. I was seeing things that things were moving. And then I started smelling this cologne for, for a whole night, like overwhelming, like burning my throat. And I went to jury duty the next day and I hadn't been to jury duty in 30 years, 30, 30 years. And I went to jury duty and I'm a very friendly person, as you could tell. I've talked to anybody. Right. And I had my cup of coffee and I was smiling at everybody, but nobody would smile at me. And I thought, what the heck? Why is everybody not talking? You know, I'm only going to say good morning. Right. But this woman sat across from me finally with all her bags, because, you know, you have your bags with you and your books and, you know, stuff that you want to do during the day. Right. And so she looked at me and she nodded and smiled at me. And I smiled back and, and she whispered to me, she said, have you ever done this before? And I said, oh yeah, you know, like 30 years ago. So she came and sat by me and I started explaining to her how I remembered it worked. Right. And then somebody went to sit where all her coat was. And she looked at me, she said, do you mind if I sit with you today? And at first, and I write this in my book, my first thought would have been, oh, what the heck? Like, I just want to be alone. Like, I, I want to meditate. And, you know, I'm, I, my gifts were coming alive again. And I thought, oh, now this lady wants to talk to me all day. But oh, I buddy. knew I didn't feel that way. Hmm. She came and sat with me and we just started talking. And then she started telling me that she was you know, she worked with crystals and I was like, oh my gosh. And she started teaching me more about crystals because I had just begun all this. Right. And she told me she was a psychic and she starts telling me all this stuff about my, my kids and whatever, whatever. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I mean, it was spot on. Right. Right. Then she says to me, I have to tell you something. I'm a medium and your father is here and he wants me to tell you the cologne was him. Oh my God. And I'm not even Karen. kidding you. We were in jury oh. duty in this huge room with like a hundred people. And she lays on this couch in front of everybody. 
closes her eyes and proceeds to tell me everything my father was saying. And I'm a secretary by trade, been for 40 years, and I, I am still have my shorthand, thank God. And I took everything down to shorthand and was bawling the entire time. And it was spot on. It was everything wow. that my father wanted me to know. Hmm. And I write it all in the book. It's all verbatim in my first book. Oh, I love and that. Amazing when you might meet people like that. A little angel. Yes. She changed my life. Yeah. Huh. And I still talk to her till today. She was uh, a flight attendant. So then after we finished, it, it, uh, you know, she said, did that help? And I was bawling. She was bawling. So we went to have lunch and she said, I could barely eat because I was so overwhelmed. And mm-hmm. she said, do you want to go outside and have a cigarette? Now, I, I don't usually smoke uh, <laughs> once in a while. Once in a while. Uh-huh. And I said, oh, I would love a cigarette. So we went outside and it was February in Chicago and it was cold, but it was beautiful day. And we sat outside and had a cigarette. And she's a, like I say, she's a flight attendant for a major airline. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, I was supposed to be in London today. But everything changed last minute. And my angels tell me that I was supposed to be here for you today. Changed my life. Because after that, I went to counseling and I got through that, you know, the details of what I needed to get out, you know, talk to, mm-hmm. told one person, my counselor details, and that is, we'll live and die with her, she and us. And that's all there is to that. And it began the process of healing. And once I began healing, you know, dealt with this issue and this issue, my gifts ascended like you can't imagine. Okay. I need to hear that because, yep. you know, I think people, this is the part that I get with you is after yeah, understanding yeah. you is, you know, yeah. I understand the vibration. That's such a big, important thing, you know, and that's when you start seeing everything and that's when it's like a flood, you know, the gates are open and you maintain this alignment with this vibration and you, you know, all this stuff is here. It's always been there, just like your angels, you know, it's the same thing. Absolutely. And I, you know, to teach that to people. And it's something that I, you know, you either get it or you don't. And I, it's kind of like right. when that, when you try to get that in between where you're trying to like, uh, do you get it? All you really have to do is be happy, you know, find a way to right. be happy. Right. You know, right. and that and, will be the what, begin. And whatever is blocking you, you have to get rid of, period. Whatever right. is stopping you from being happy, you have to deal with. And so I saw it at that time, like, like I had a gaping, pussy, big wound that was the, and I had a big dirty bandaid on it and it was dripping. And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. Don't touch it. But my angels were saying, hold still, let's take off the bandage and let's look at it. Mm-hmm. And then once we look at it, let's start digging into it and let's get it cleaned out. And so I allowed it. It's like surgery with almost like without anesthesia, <laughs> anesthetic, right? Yeah. Because it was painful. Believe me, it was painful to go back and to have to talk about things that I didn't want to talk about. And so once the wound was cleaned out and I got all that garbage out of my system, you know, talked out of everything, you know, that, that stuff is deep and it's rooted. So right. we, like we got to the root and then you clean it with some antiseptic and then you put a bandaid on it and let it heal. Yes. And then once it healed, I like walked outside and I saw there was a sun in the sky and I was like, what is that? It's called the sun. What is that? What are those twinkling little things? Those are stars. Like I finally saw the world through different eyes, through healed eyes. 
flowers. I know it's corny. Flowers are different, beautiful colors. Look at there's greenery in the world. Like everything looks so beautiful to me. And that was my father who wanted me to be happy. And he just saw what his actions had done Uh to me, the domino effect that it had on my family and myself and my marriage and my kids anyway. And that's why I wrote my first book. And my first book is called, Are You Living Your Life or Surviving Your Past? Yes. A medium story of the ascension of her gifts through the healing of her past, blah, blah, blah. But when that book came out, it shocked everybody. And when I was writing it, I was in Florida when I was writing it and I wrote around it. I, I, I only wrote one chapter about the abuse, but I don't go into any detail, but I, I wanted to say it in a way where the reader understands, you know, but not freak everybody out. And as I'm writing it, of course, I'm praying for help. And of course, I can see that there's so many uh, spirits around me as I'm writing because I could see them in the in my in like the reflection of my laptop literally behind wow. me. Oh, it's yeah. unbelievable. Underneath the table, they were all on my feet. They were everywhere when I had to write this one chapter and I said, "Okay, I don't know how we're going to do this, but I need help." Archangel Gabriel, he's great. He always comes when I'm writing. Archangel Michael, of course. I'm like, I need everybody, all hands on deck to write this chapter. And I just started writing it. And it's beautiful. It did, I, and when I was writing it, I thought, oh, my God, how can I do this? My family's going to have a heart attack. It's not like my family didn't know, but, it, you know, we're Italian and these are family secrets, but right. I have to help others. Like, I have to. This right. isn't a tell-all. My father's gone. These, there's no details here. My point to the book was, I don't know why my father did what he did, but I bet you my father had dreams too. I bet you my father had pain too. Right. Whatever made him do that, there were reasons that he he couldn't look at himself in the mirror. You know what I mean? Like everybody has pain. We don't know why our parents did what they did or our grandparents or their grandparents. And so I just wanted to stop the the pain. I just wanted yes. to like stop it. Right. When and you get those girl, when you get the angels to be around you and you feel them on your feet, are you calling them in? How, do you do a meditation in the Like, how does that, because I, I want to do that. I do. So I just start by saying pretty much, okay, I'll, I need, I need everybody. And I do ask only from the light because of course right. I've had other, uh, other things appear that you know, I had to learn my lesson. Just, you can't just call everybody. Oh, anybody who wants to come in, come on in. So I'd always say only of the light, only those that love me. And I like white candles when I'm doing it. And I always have a lot of lights around me, a lot of flickering lights. I, uh-huh. My whole house is full of lights. So when I, when I write, I put everything on and I like candles. And okay. so it's just like anything else. It's like prayer, meditation, same thing. And I just say, okay, I need help. I'm, uh, you know, and they come pretty fast. So as soon as they come, then we start. Hmm. Uh, anything. And that's anything. I don't care if that's taking a test at school. I remember once at work, I had to do this crazy thing that I didn't know how to do at work. And I was like, I need help. I don't know. And they, and they brought somebody in to help me. And then next thing you know, it's done. Huh. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if you're writing a book, if you're riding a bike. Right. All you have to do is ask for help because they're going to be there anyway, but they can't help if you don't ask. They're going to stand by. You know what I'm yes. saying? They're going to stand, ba- and stand by. But until you say, okay, because we have free will, so right. they can't come in. Right. And then later oh, on, we're like, that. why didn't you help me? And they're like, well, you didn't ask. You got to ask. Yes, you got to ask. They oh, can't see? impede on, on our free will. Right. So I ask all the time for everything now. 
Why yes. not? <laughs> I'm starting. I mean, I do too, to a point, but now after talking to you, I'm going to take it to the 10th degree. Absolutely. For everything. I do it everybody, all the time. I do right. it all the time. Yeah. I love that. So your life story is amazing. You went to Florida, you worked at Disney world. Oh yeah. Big. Talk about big, that. Cause that big, was kind of cool. Amazing. Amazing energy. So I believe that they sent me to, because I lost my job. I had a great job for 25 years. I worked at this great company. And that's how my books, my first book starts out. It actually starts out saying, Karen, comma, why don't you come with me and bring your purse? And then we walk down to HR. That's how my book starts. And that's how everything happened because I was working so much. I had a great job. I traveled, but I wasn't noticing the things that were going on that I needed to. So because I lost this great job, you know, it was just a a reduction in force, you know, just uh, the economy. Once you step away from all those other things that keep you occupied, then I knew my angels said, okay, you're not working right now. You have unemployment. You have a, you know, you have money coming in from your, from your job. You're ours now. So it's showtime and we're, and you're going to school. So I was actually going to school with my guides. They would have lessons for me every day. So then I, that went on for like two years, jury duty, all that stuff happened in there. I went to counseling and then my daughter was in Florida. I mean, we're all born and raised Chicago, but she was in Florida for an internship, a college internship with Disney. And so I thought, well, why not? So I went, I went down there and a friend of ours had a house and I got a job with Disney right away. Like I just prayed. I went into casting and it's hard to get in with Disney. It really is. Mm -hmm. And that was my guides because it happened fast. And so they took me down there because Florida is a great breeding ground for energy. It's just like the East Coast. It's crazy amazing with energy. And Florida is very rich. The land is very rich with energy, we'll say. And so I had some of the most amazing experiences of my life there. And I, as soon as I got to Florida, I um, started taking Reiki and I, I connected with like-minded people. I just mm-hmm. start, I went to medium development class and uh, I started working with people down there. Huh. And I have so many stories and that's in my second book called Living in the Light, all the crazy things that happened to me in Florida, like crazy things at my house. I would go to bed at night and I would see these girls crying were waving to me. They were waving to me and they were like in, I don't want to say pens, but they were like outside, like almost like on a farm. Mm-hmm. And there were two pens. I hate to say the word pens, but they were like fenced in areas. And one age group was maybe, I don't know, like six to 13. And then the other girls were, you know, 13 to 18. And they would wave to me every night. Now I'm just, I mean, I'm really developing fast in Florida. And I'm like, who are these girls that I'm seeing every night? Waving and waving. And so I went to a cast member who had lived in Florida for a long time. And he said, well, where do you live? So I gave my address and he did some research. So I go back to work and he goes, do you want to hear about the land that you live on? It was an orphanage. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And this one night, yeah. And the girls would would come visit me every night. And one time one girl was being chased and she was crying. And I was like, what am I supposed to do with all this? I would have, I remember one night I was sleeping and and this boy came to my bed and just, boy, I mean, just, I literally felt a touch on my arm, opened up my eyes. And there was this beautiful Asian boy, probably about mid twenties. Oh, wow. And 
he saw me, I saw him and I jumped and he jumped and he ran. So I'm like, okay, like what, you know, who, who am I supposed to help? So then, like I say, I was going to psychic development class. And so I would go to class and I was getting all help from this because I really didn't know what I was doing. And I was bringing, you know, uh, there was so much coming in that they were telling me how to, you know, watch your words and watch who you let in because there was things they were moving. I mean, things were disappearing and reappearing in different places. So when you start, you know, now I want to go into law of attraction because where did you start learning? Did you start listening, reading books that really started that growth? Um, I didn't begin law of attraction growth. I think I always knew about law of attraction. Mm -hmm. I think I say this in, in one of my shows, like it always just seemed like things that my mom told me, you know? Like watch right. your words and all that. And so at the time, I wasn't sure if that's just like superstition, like watch your words, what you say, da, 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 oh, I right? say that all the time. That's right? my, yes. So those were always things that I had in the back of my mind that I lived by that, right? Mm-hmm. So when I came back to Chicago and I was trying to, okay, now I'm thinking, now what? I'm back home. Now what do I do with these gifts? Because I knew that, I was sent back home for a purpose because I was told that the Midwest needed light workers, that something was going to be happening in the world and especially in the United States and that the Midwest needed light workers. So I was like sent to Florida to learn and then I was going to be sent back home because I was getting messages to come home. And I'm like, okay, where Hmm. am I going? Oh, I'm going home with these gifts. So so then when I got home, I said, all right. And I asked my guides, now that I'm here, what what should I do now? And they started sending me to more teachers. And so one thing led to another. And I have a friend who is a medium who helped me hone things even more. And she really worked with the law of attraction. And so they're just reminders. And when she said that, I go, oh. So I started listening to Abraham Hicks, you know, Esther and Jerry Hicks. And everything, right? I love her. I actually did see her last year um, before everything shut down. Oh, you did? Oh, I've seen her before, but like 20 years ago. I love her. Oh, my God. I nearly... It was like, she's a rock star, right? When she came yes. out, we were screaming like she was, you know, Rod Stewart. Um, the girls and I have ran into her at the mall because she has a house here in San Diego. Oh my gosh. I asked her and I said, girls, <gasps> there's Abraham, there's Esther Hicks. They're like, mom, oh go God. around. There's a reason you <laughs> So we went back and yeah. got to visit <gasps> with her, but that was magic. So amazing. But yeah. yes, I listened to her every day, at least 15 minutes. And yeah, really where I you for sure. And she was filling in the holes. She was putting everything into places that I could, you know, into the spots that I was missing, what I could understand. And everything started to make more sense, which is all the time. I mean, this happens every day. This is what we, as we ascend, we have more spaces to fill in because then I'm trying to understand. I have so many visions of things that are coming that I don't know what it is. I just write them down and mm-hmm. they, you know, they say, well, don't worry about it. You'll be told later. So right. I'm always anxious to keep learning. Yeah, me too. Somebody will that. take me there. Yes. Explain. So if you were going to explain somebody like how you like the basics of law of attraction, manifesting, you know, the visualization, vibration, everything that it entails, in a nutshell, yes. kind of in a Karen Rizzo way, if someone was going to come to you, how do you describe that? Because I think I love the way it's kind of it, how you describe it. 
I believe in manifestation is something that I've always done. I just didn't know that I was doing it. And I think that's what I try to relate to others because I don't talk about Esther on my show right now because a lot of people don't know who she is. And I don't want to get so woo woo because I have a lot of people that listen to me that are learning. I feel like I'm the bridge. So I try to gently, instead of saying, well, listen to this because sometimes it's a lot. And then they get scared off by it if it's too woo-woo, right? right? And so I just try to explain it in the very simplest of terms. The thoughts become things. You know, kind of like, again, everything your mother told you, watch your words. You know, yeah. these. and so I, on, on my show and in, in my life or when I'm public speaking, I talk about all my relatable experiences. I talk about, hey, um, we, uh, you know, I moved back home and I moved in with my son and we didn't have any furniture and we didn't have any money for furniture. And so we had like little stadium chairs. I had one in the living room and he had one in his room. We had no furniture and no money for furniture, but mm-hmm. we went to the hardware store, the Lowe's, and we got keys made. While we were there, we saw paint. And I said, hey, why don't you pick out a swatch and I'll pick out a swatch and then we'll figure it out. I don't know, because we had no money. I said, <laughs> and I was laughing and he's like, whatever, ma. And I said, no, we're going to manifest it. And he's like, yeah, whatever. He, he, you know, he don't know what I'm talking about. So he picked out a color and I picked out a color. And when we put them together, they had nothing to do with each other. And I said, all right, well, we're just going to, we'll take them home. So I put those colors up on the fireplace. Literally for three, four months, I watched TV from this stadium chair and I looked at the two colors and I just kept saying, thank you for the furniture. I don't know where it was coming from. We had no money, right? right. Thank you for it. And I just kept saying it. That, and I wasn't sad. We didn't have it. I wasn't like, well, how are we going to get it? I just right. kept saying, thank you. And I kept looking at the colors. That's a true story. It's three or four months later, I get a call from my cousin, Jennifer, and she said, hey, do you guys have furniture yet? Because I'm moving in with my boyfriend and I got a bunch of furniture. And I said, oh, we'll take it. So when I'm at work, they bring over all the furniture. They fill up my apartment. I come home. I look at the furniture and guess what colors they are? Oh, the exact two colors that don't have anything to do with each other. Uh-huh. Oh, you know, it was like a, like a maroon and like a sage green. They have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> so it's a, like a cream color couch and a maroon chair and the pillows were maroon and like perfectly maroon and this green perfectly yes and I looked at it the next day and I go that's it that's my colors we have a house full of furniture now we didn't Uh, have to spend a penny but you see it's so that's how I try to explain to people that's manifestation yes because I wasn't worried about it I let the universe and, and my son was going what and I said the universe is going to take care of it and he thinks I'm nuts he don't know oh. what I'm talking about half the time, but that's okay. He knows that I believe. And so we painted one wall green, that green, mm-hmm. and the word believe in mauve. And that's, oh. that's my fireplace today. Huh, neat. Because you know, that's manifestation. Yes. That's and I think what people don't get, what people don't get is to just stay, stay happy and, and knowing it's coming and not Period. why isn't it here? Because if nope. they knew when they keep saying, why isn't it here? It's pushing it away. Because right. you just sat there and said, thank you. Thank you for the furniture. It's, right. it's, That's it's, I, I know it's going to be here. I have no. And I just laughed every day. And I was just always so happy. And so yes. I always tell my friends, and my, all my friends know this about me, ask, believe, receive. Asking is easy, right? We all know right. how to ask. Pray, ask, whatever. Receiving is easy. That's the, you know, thank you, right? That mm-hmm. middle part, that's yep. belief. Yep. That's the hard part. 
And at the end of the day, that's all this is about is faith. That's it. And I'm not talking about religion. Like I, like I said, I, I'm not religious, but I have more faith than most people I know. And yes. that's from the life I led, giving it to God. And look at me today. Right. I could be in a, God knows where I could be today from the kind of crap that happened to me when I was a kid. And most I'll never tell anyone because there's mm-hmm. no need for anybody to know that. That's between right. me and God. And my father's pain, you know, he's had to deal with it. You know what I mean? He's, that's his, what yes. he had to deal with on the other side, right? Yes. But forgiving him and using this gift to help others mm-hmm. is more than I could have ever imagined what my life on this earth can be like, what my, my role is and how blessed I am to be chosen yes, to, for sure. to assist in others in healing. And so that's why I, because I developed these gifts through healing, mm-hmm. I'd love to help others do the same heal because yeah, there's have- a lot of crap. There's a lot of crap that we're holding inside. Right. And how do you, when you get somebody that's so, you know, down and, you know, has gone through so much that you can relate to because you were there, how do you bring them? What is your first like approach? You just kind of start giving them stories that giving them tools. What do you well, start? When they come to me for a session, I don't want to just tell them stories about myself while they're, uh, you know, they're, they're clients. So I'm not going to just go, guess what happened to me? You know, right. so I do some work before I talk to them. And I do a little work. I open things up and I, I start getting a couple of pages of dialogue from whoever's, you know. And so once they come, I say, well, here's what I got before you got here. And then we go through everything. And then I do angel cards, just a few cards, just right. angel, uh, this deck that I love. And the information is always really good. But it's hard because I can't make anybody want to go further. I went to counseling. So I believe in counseling, believe me. And I tell them, you know, I'm not a doctor. I am not a licensed therapist. I'm a spiritual life coach, but I went to counseling and with counseling. So when I would go to counseling, I had this wonderful, wonderful uh, counselor named Megan And when I would go to Megan and every week we had a different subject, you know, and we would get to the bottom of it. And she would say, well, why do you think you feel this way about whatever? And I would, if I could come up with the answer there, I dig deep, I would. Otherwise I would say, well, I don't know, but I'm going to go home and I will tell you what next week. So when I would go home one issue a week, I would light a candle and I would call on the angels. Hmm. And sometimes I was like on the floor crying in pain. Because this issue was, you know, yeah. And then I would get the answer and I would write it down. And then I would run back the next week to my counselor, who was a licensed counselor. Right. And I would say, oh my gosh, you're never going to believe what happened. And she was so wonderful. She didn't think I was crazy, but I told her I was connecting with angels. So it was all of us, you know, my body and spirit. We were Mm -hmm. all doing it together. And I was in counseling for nine months. But let me tell you, for nine months, how my gifts ascended while I was healing. Yes. And so, you know, she never said, well, I don't think we should be talking about this kind of crazy stuff in counseling. She was all for it because those answers were coming so fast. My healing was so fast because I wasn't afraid to go deep. I wasn't afraid to go to those places. And so I try to help my clients understand that too, that, you know, this mind, body, and spirit, it's it's a process. You know, this isn't 
you know, a medium you see on TV where in, you know, an hour, everything is fine. It's work, you know, right. this is like anything else is to work. I had a student who was really wonderful and I do take on students. He was really wonderful. He was so gifted. And I, I was on the phone with him one night and he said, man, this is a lot of work. He said, this is like working out. <laughs> and I said, yeah. So then he stopped, but, of course. <laughs> but you know, when in his life, he didn't feel that, you know, he was still young enough and he yes. felt like he got what he needed out of it, but he could have gone far with his own gifts because he was, he was so good. But oh, neat. Tell me about your, the little message you got in October, I think about the pandemic, like you felt oh, like there was yeah. something coming. Yeah. Can you describe that? Yeah. I was getting these crazy messages that like the world was on fire. I literally felt like the world was on fire. And then I got a message about, oh, from Archangel Uriel. And he said to me, came to me one morning and he said, there will be a time that there will be no need for police presence on this earth. And I was like, what? This was like night, you know, like I think December of 2019. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, w- I, I didn't even know what that meant, but I wrote it down. There will, be, there will be a time that there will be no reason for a physical police force on this earth. And hmm. I thought that was the craziest thing. Like, we're not going to need police one day? And so as the year 2020 started progressing, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, so I knew what he meant that there will be a time that we won't have a harsh thought or word or action towards one another. Ah. Oh. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Like, can you imagine that? That they're not oh. going to need, you know, a police force to step in to keep peace oh, because wow. we won't have those thoughts. Right. Isn't that amazing? Archangel huh. Uriel, he comes to me often. Oh, I didn't know I much about him before, but I started doing some research on him and his color is red and he is peace. He's about peace. Wow. It all just kind of, I mean, it all fit everything that I was feeling. I just knew, and I think a lot of light workers knew something big was coming in 2020 because we were all being prepared. Hmm. You know, it's like we were all being prepared for battle. Like, okay, Karen Rizzo, because I still had some blocks that I cleared in 2020. That was what my third book was about. Okay, Karen Rizzo, we're going to need you on the front lines. Oh, wait, you still got some issues with this, this, and this. So why don't you go back and take care of those because we're going to need you, you know. Right. And so I did. I took care of those things and I started writing. And in 65 days, my book was out. My last book was out before the election, which is, you know, again, this has nothing to do with politics, has nothing to do with this side or that side or, you know, this, nothing about color or race. This is about humanity. And so these messages are for humanity mm-hmm. because I know uh, I have friends that go, that doesn't make sense. And I go, yeah, we're, you're looking at it from a human perspective. This exactly. is about the planet. This is about the collective consciousness. This is about man's inhumanity to man. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. So if we back up a little bit, I had a vision October 30th of 2016. That's how all this started. Oh. 2016, October 30th. And I was getting ready to be interviewed for a podcast and I had candles burning and incense and, you know, everything was kind of crackling. And, but before the host called me, I had a vision of destruction. Hmm. And it was buildings were down, fires were out, but there was smoke coming from the ruins. But underneath the ruins were brilliant, brilliant bright lights. And the lights were peering through the ruins, the smoky ruins. 
And a voice said to me, tell them everything will be okay. We will rebuild in light. And so mm-hmm. that was been going on in not just the country, but in the world. Right. And this is this. And so that's what my third book is called Rebuilding in Light. And it's about the messages I received when I had to go dig even deeper to get rid of my blocks. So the mm-hmm. deeper we go, not even deep, every block you get rid of, you can right. hear clearer. You have more clarity. So it doesn't matter what you want to do in your life, you know? How do you become aware of your blocks? I got COVID. <laughs> I got COVID. Oh. And I kind of knew what my blocks still were, but I was trying to deny that. Oh, no, I got, I got that taken care of. I got that taken care of. But then I got COVID. And during, you know, I, it was in March of last year. And it was before there was, was testing. It was just pretty new. Right. And I was delirious. And I saw my brain... They showed me my brain. <laughs> oh, they work. They showed me my brain like like little pasta shells. Everything is moving around beautifully. All my thoughts beautifully. But uh-huh. then they moved over my that the, all those beautiful thoughts, and they showed me like three s- strands of like I don't know. I want to say like spaghetti. I'm Italian, so that's what they used. And they were <laughs> and they were stuck together. But only at the center, they were stuck together. And they showed me a tweezers and they showed me that all I had to do was identify these blocks and that my brain, so it's re- rewiring huh. my brain. So they said, so I woke up the next morning and I was like, dang, all right, I got three blocks, huh? And so I, I meditated, lit a candle and I said, all right, because I had been through counseling, I had been through therapy. So I'm like, all right, I don't have to call my counselor. I, I got this. And so I dug deep and I said, oh, okay. So there were four of them. I write them in the book and they were this, 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 and this. Right. And it's a rewiring of your brain. It's those thoughts. Right. So Just if thoughts. I was going to try to find my blocks and I don't know how to, what you do, how do you teach somebody that doesn't know your, you know, your process to get their blocks cleared? I would start with meditation, right? Mm-hmm. Just light a candle and meditate and, and go within, do some automatic writing. Just get as far as you can get with your own, ask for help and just keep doing that every day. Just keep, and be aware, always be aware of your thoughts because the issues are always with our thoughts. Yes. Like why, like your triggers will tell you what your issues are. Yes, right? that's perfect. If something gets you pissed off, you're like, why am I pissed off about this? Oh, yes. I guess I have an issue. You know, your triggers that. will tell you yes. what your thoughts are. So if you're aware enough mm-hmm. and set you know, I had to set my ego aside because look at me, it chucked me out. I already wrote two books. What do I need to learn? Oh, I got it. And they right. were like, yes, Missy, you know, yeah. we're not done with you. And I was all up for it. I was not afraid. Like I said, I didn't call a therapist. I said, all right, I'm up for it. I can handle it. What do you got for me? Right. So you get you through your blocks and do you feel like then you, there's always going to be blocks you were continually growing and pushing through this. Yeah, but then and- the blocks get, they're smaller. And it's like if a, a thought comes then, maybe yes. you're, and then, but you can dismiss it quickly and you can right. like almost like evaporate, like zap it. And then it's gone. And you're like, oh, that, so then it's easier to get rid of those thoughts. It's yes. easier. You know, you're I like, oh, that. I'm not hanging on to that or that anymore. Forgiveness or judgment, like all those little things that, you know, we as humans, right. now I can, I can identify it and I go, oh, I see you. 
trying to get into my head and I, I dismiss it quickly. And yes. if it comes back, I'll see it coming in my peripheral. I'll see the thought coming and mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you trying to get in? You can't be getting in there. What are you doing here? So I, yes. I kick it out quick. Yes. I love that. And you know, I think in my growth, I'm so right now at that place where I know how to get into my high vibration. And then when I feel myself coming down, I embrace it. And then I say, okay, I know how I got here. Okay, let's go. And then we were back up. Absolutely. And that low part, I'm not there as long because I have that. I love that analogy that you just gave because it's so true. And when I, you know, tell people how to, you know, get rid of your limiting beliefs and what are those and what, you know, all those things that you're saying to yourself that aren't true, you've just put the meaning on it. You know, that's all. Nothing else. They're just one thing. And I was listening to something, you know, you make 35,000 decisions a day and your mind, all your limiting beliefs are right there to help you. So, you know, choose wisely, you know, so getting rid of those and being, having those as triggers is amazing. I mean, that's like And that's what I call them. That's what my guides called them, limiting beliefs, because they are limiting us. That's it. Boom. They limit us. And so I don't don't want to be limited anymore. I've worked so hard at this. And so I'm like, all right, what else you got? Let's just get through these quick. Right. No, I think, you know, and going now to that, we both have a podcast. I could have sat before we got on record in my introduction. I talked about the day I said yes to this podcast. I knew the why. I knew why, right? I know why now, way more now than 42 episodes later, what what my why is. But I did have a why. I didn't have the how, but I knew that I, it was just something in me. I listened to that whisper and I listened to it. I acted action, right? I took the action and then I just let, I let it go and I kept going. And if you take that action every day and you have these little, you know, And so then I get to the point where if I was sitting here today, the end of January of 2021, and I remember back that day that I didn't take action and I didn't listen to God whisper in my ear saying, you need to do this podcast. I would have said, what if I did that? What if? Absolutely. And I don't want to say what if, and I'm trying to teach my girls that let's not do the what ifs. Let's just do it. It's the action. It's the inspired action. That inspired action is coming from the divine. Yes. It is so that, and to be at that place where you can hear it, acknowledge it, allow it, be, have the awareness of that, you know, be aware, be aware of your mind, be aware of your thoughts, be aware of, you know, everything, your vibration. And then look, that's where uncovering your magic, like that's, it's everywhere. I mean, the other day when you were talking about, you know, we're coming to the end and I, I could do this for all day long, (laughs) but, um. The gratitude, right? How important yeah. gratitude is. And I did, um, I just am so huge on that. And I'm driving home. I had to take Paige to her. She's on crew and she had to be there at like 6.45 in the morning. I'm coming home and there's all two rainbows. And I almost start crying because I'm like, look at the beauty. Like, are people seeing this? But it just hits me like, like you did when you see the bushes or the, the I mean, it's anything like, oh, yeah. That when you have that high vibration of gratitude, everything around you is just God's gift of beauty. You know, like it just takes that next level. As corny as it sounds, what else is there? Right. What else is there at the end of the day? Exactly. Oh, 
You're, you're amazing. We'll have to do part two. <laughs> oh, I'd love to. I'd oh, love to. Thank you. I love this is meeting such an you. Honor. I'm so privileged to be on your show. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for sharing your mind and your story and your magic and that you will change lives and your podcast is changing lives and your books are changing lives. And thank you. Just your, you can just see right through you that this is why you're here and this is your purpose. And there's nothing more than what you listened. Right. And you took the steps. And it's okay. Like a lot of people, when my first book came up, it was hard for a lot of people, but I never mind being honest if it can help somebody. There are so many people that have the same stories or the same limiting beliefs that I did. I'm not afraid to say it. I have a girlfriend who called me and she's like, oh my gosh, your third book. Like, you know, and I said, well, I know it's a little hard. Like some of it's kind of personal. And she said, Carrie, you're saying everything that everybody else wants to say. Exactly. And I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll be that person. I'm Italian. That's okay. I'll be that person. Yeah. I don't mind it. No. And I think the older you get, you, I mean, I really don't care. Like I, I just have it so deep within me. I, and if you're on my train, great. If not, then I wish you the best go on the other train. I don't, you know, just bring the people that you want on your train and let's be together and have a tribe like we do. And that I want to grow and have this amazing community that, you know, that we're changing people's minds and giving them this light and hope and, you know, that you can have and be do anything, you know, and don't stop yourself by thinking that you can't and getting those limiting beliefs out of that, your whole, you know, everything, your repertoire that you live every day, your daily mindset, change it. It's so easy. And we all have that light inside of us to help somebody else. Like, we light somebody else and then that person needs our light that helps out like that's what that what my vision was about lighting the planet like we're in need of light there's enough darkness like we are this is about the rebuild now right, right. we're coming out of this stronger better versions of ourselves more authentic and happier and that's wow what all more we could could ask for that's the greatest right? gift for us yes i'm sorry i said what more could you ask for that i mean that, i couldn't be like thinking i mean to live in this time and experience, especially like for me, having kids that are aware of what's going on, you know, having that age in the middle, you know, 12 and 14 and to see, you know, them knowing what the life was before, you know, going to Disneyland, going to SeaWorld, going to musical theater, all the things we did all the time. And now completely nothing, you know, for a whole year. Right. And then going, wow, mom, I really appreciate, I wish, gosh, those days we went to Disneyland or, oh, the days we, you took me to practice or I got to play that. I said, see, everything about life now has gone to the next level, if not more. Absolutely. And it is to people that really see that beauty and what, you know, I look at the before, if I complained about something like, wow, you know, I would never, you know, like, but what a gift that was, you know? And I think it just for people to see life I mean, wow, in 2020 vision, like, thank you, 2020. And we should be changed because everything, we should change. And and like I said in my last episode, shift shifts us. It should change, changes us. It should. Otherwise, what's the point of this? The whole point was for us to go home and don't go out and sit with yourself and think and go within. And I don't think there's a better time to go within. A little reverence and let's, you know, let's, see what's going on and, you know, value each other more and value life and our health and Everything. I don't know, say yes. thank you. Yes. Right. 
Yes. Corny, I know, but, but you know, you think their messages about, are so simple that it's almost embarrassing for us that they have to keep reminding us this. Exactly. Right? But you know, you think God says, okay, everyone's grounded <laughs> until you can really <laughs> figure out, like. <laughs> go sit in the corner. <laughs> you got to figure this out. I always, You've been say, to- I always say, you know, if aliens ever come to this planet in, in the movies, what are they always, the aliens always come and say, you crazy earthlings, what in the <laughs> heck are you, you know, like they always look at us like you guys are crazy. Right. You're so, you know, you could do such wonderful things and such horrible things. You crazier things. And that's, you know, I mean, that's a lesson for us. Yeah, you're right. Right. Oh, I just love it. And I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. So we can find you on Lights Up podcast, Karen Rizzo. Karen Rizzo Lights Up. And then your website? Karen Cesario Rizzo.com. Are you on Facebook or Instagram or any social I'm media? I'm on both, Karen Cesario Rizzo. Yep, all okay. the same. Okay, yep. perfect. Oh, so yeah. connect with her, make a, have a reading with her, listen yes, to her podcast. Yes, I love it. Get her books. Your yes, gift my books are all on Amazon under uh, Karen Cesario Rizzo. Yes, and I think you're an angel, and that's why these angels are so attracted to you because you're in their tribe and you are this angel that it's a, you're an earth angel. I, it just came, you're I like this, so angel, much. right? And Thank all the angels so were around you. They are, they're attracted to that. You have a beautiful I energy. Love them. They save me all the time. I love them so much. Oh, well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Uh-huh. You're welcome. Good luck on your show. It was so wonderful. I'll talk to you soon. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, always look for the magic.